0: Welcome everybody to another episode of Clear Cut Sports. I'm your man Seth, bringing you the uh, the second half of the double uh, d- double dip. on a Wednesday edition. Happy to be with you all. So there's been a, there's been some rumblings lately, a, a couple of rumors, you know, thrown out there. That Antonio Brown. The Antonio Brown has been is, is being, you know, looked at by a couple of teams. <clears throat> the uh, the two teams that are most prevalent are the Baltimore Ravens and the Seattle Seahawks. Arguably two of the best teams in the league. So, what, what, okay, both the Ravens and Seahawks, what are they lacking? What would put them over the top to make them perhaps favorites? A stud wide receiver. They don't have a Tyreek Hill. They don't have a DeAndre Hopkins. They don't have a Michael Thomas, etc. However, both are very good teams, you know, as presently constructed. Ravens have one of the best defenses I've ever seen. Plus an excellent running game with Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, and a great offensive line. Seattle Seahawks, Russell Wilson is the second best quarterback in the world. Still a good defense, but could really use a wide receiver, as could the Ravens. However, because I think you know, I think Seattle's my my pick out of the out of the uh, N, uh, out of the NFC this year. I really do. Russell Wilson is, is is criminally underrated. They're well coached. They were they were neck and neck with the Packers in the in the uh, NFC. Um, what was a divisional game. They win that, and then they go play San Francisco where they already played twice. I, I really do like Seattle this year. And in in the, in the AFC, you know, if it's not Baltimore, it's Kansas City. Personally, I like Kansas City, but if someone said Baltimore, I would not shake my head at that. Baltimore's roster might be the one of the greatest of all time. So if this works, like it, it, if one of these two teams get Antonio Brown, it's over. It is over. Because Lamar Jackson, he likes throwing the short routes and let the receiver get some yards after catch. Guess what Antonio Brown likes to do? Catch short passes and get yards after catch. Make people miss. And Russell Wilson and Antonio Brown, you could put. You put Antonio Brown wherever you want in the field, Russell Wilson will find him for a big gain somewheres. Of course, I purposely have not mentioned the big elephant in the room, which is the -the off-the-field issue surrounding Antonio Brown. For those who were living under a rock, Antonio Brown wanted out with the Steelers, So he gets traded to Oakland. Fair enough. Oakland, he didn't play one game in Oakland before he got cut. Cost them a couple of draft picks and some money, of course. Then, into the season, Antonio Brown gets picked up by the Patriots. And you know what he got? Nothing. Because he couldn't stay there for more than a week. He played one game. And you know, there's police, there's videos all over the place. You know, there's incidents and and allegations. As good as a football player he is, and he is good when active. Easily top five receiver in the league. Easily, maybe higher. But, but you, it's just the. Me personally, I wouldn't take him because I, I don't like all of the nonsense, all of the off the field issues that are present with him. And I think he might be bad as a locker room guy. Because wherever he goes, it just kinda leaves in a kind of a you know the bad taste in your mouth. But if one of these teams Seattle or Baltimore, or if you know another team jumps in. He instantly makes your team you know just talent wise, he instantly makes them better. And he will put up numbers. The question is, can he stay on the field? Even if he was reinstated, you know he'd have a he has to go through a bunch of loopholes and it, it would just be a process. So any team that is willing to take it on is it's they know what they're up against. and clearly, they need a wide receiver bad because they'll be willing to go through all this mess that he's going to have to go through. So, you know, I hope he, I mean, I hope he gets his head on straight. I hope he makes it back into the league and keeps his head clean, puts his nose down and just starts working. Because I love watching him play. He's a great player. And he would work magic with someone like a Russell Wilson. But we'll see. We'll see. My personal prediction, he doesn't get back into the league, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. Time will tell. Okay, now on the uh, second half of the Wednesdays, um, I'm going to start a new something uh, leading up to the NFL season. We're going to go through each uh, division and just give, I'm going to give, you know, like a little rundown, you know, a little analysis, Um, you know, some predictions for each team. Um, how the, how the stand how they're going to rank 1 through 4 you know stuff like that so here we go out of random choice the NFC North is first the NFC North of course the Detroit Lions Minnesota Vikings the Green Bay Packers and Chicago Bears how i think they're going to finish Number one, the Packers, two, Minnesota, three, Chicago, four, Detroit. You may think that sounds familiar because that's exactly how they ended up last season. Well, so we'll start with Green Bay. I don't know why, but all I'm hearing about Green Bay you know, since the offseason is negative things. Aaron Rodgers is too hard to get along with. Matt LaFleur had a terrible draft, which there's a a legit... That that may be very true. Oh, they got rid of Blake Martinez and didn't replace him. Guys, everybody, relax. They still have Aaron Rodgers. They still have Devontae Adams. They still have the, the, the Smiths on defense. They still have Mason Crosby, one of the best kickers in the league. They still have Aaron Jones. Just relax. People are not respecting Aaron Rodgers like they should be. Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion, is one of the top three, easily top five quarterbacks in the league. And you may say, well, he's too old. I understand that. You can make that argument. He has some wear and tear on his body. But then again, who wouldn't after having to carry a franchise for as long as he has? With no help. The Green Bay Packers last year went 13-3. and Let me say that again. 13-3. and Got a first round bye. Won a playoff game. Played in the NFC Championship game against the San Francisco 49ers. And you know why they got smoked twice by the 49ers last year? They weren't tough enough. They got pushed around. They didn't win in the trenches. So you know what they did this year? Drafted two offensive linemen. A tight end. A bruiser running back. What does that tell you? That Green Bay is getting tougher. Now, of course, me amongst everybody else would have loved to have seen them Draft Aaron Rodgers a wide receiver to throw to. I think that would have been the smart choice. Instead of drafting Jordan Love. But I'm on the record saying, I don't mind the Jordan Love pick as long as you surround Aaron Rodgers with talent to win now. They did not. However, that's conversation of another day. So Green Bay is getting tougher. Aaron Rodgers is still great. They still have a great receiver and running back. They beefed up the O line. They still put pressure on the opposing quarterback. I don't know why. I think Green Bay is going to win this division by a, you know a game or two. I don't know why people are kind of disrespecting this team and Aaron Rodgers. They are still great, and I expect I expect them to achieve what they did last year and maybe more. Green Bay Packers win the NFC North. <clears throat> Minnesota Vikings. They're gonna finish second, similar to last year. Man, they are talented. Everywhere you know, they lost Stephon Diggs, of course. But everywhere you look, there's playmakers, you still got Adam Thielen, you drafted another wide receiver. You got a good offensive line, your secondary is good. You got good linebackers, you got you know, you got good defensive tackles. Like everywhere you look, it's just playmaker, 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 playmaker. So, you know, on paper, uh, this team is, you know, excellent on paper. However, when it comes down to it, and you know where I'm going with this, I don't know if Kirk Cousins can deliver. And, you know, you're going to give me that they beat the Saints last year in the playoffs. Nor- or Minnesota just ran the ball right down their throat. Kirk Cousins didn't have to go win them the game. Now, he did make a couple of big passes. I will give him that, of course. I'm not taking that away. But for the majority of it, it's, you know... it's a running it's a running team. Minnesota's a running team. With with play action. With all their playmakers. You know, like I said, Thielen. They drafted Justin Jefferson. Um they pick up Michael Pierce. Harrison Smith in the secondary, Daniil Hunter, Anthony Barr. Kyle Rudolph, who better have a bounce back season, by the way. Kyle Rudolph, I'm talking to you. So, you know, they are so talented, and the expectations are high. They're going to be a good team. I can't remember if I have them making the playoffs in my bracket. And one more thing, if they don't resign, if Dalvin Cook holds out and he doesn't play this year, it all goes out the window. Because he is their biggest and best playmaker. The other day, I ranked him 7th in the NFL, uh, on my uh, top 10 running backs. all He eats up yards. He was banged up is the, is the only kind of issue he has. You know, other than that, when he stays healthy, he is one of the best. And they need him to succeed in Minnesota. Don't be fooled. So I, I have the Vikings finishing second. If, if they... They are excellent everywhere, and they lost Stephon Diggs, but they, I think they're going to be fine. They're excellent everywhere, except possibly the the most important position on the field. And I'm not bashing Kirk Cousins; he's a good quarterback. He's just not he's not clutch, and he's not on the on the upper echelon of uh, of talented quarterbacks. So Minnesota finishes second. Another. Plus five hundred year. Chicago Bears are going to finish third this year, and first and foremost, let's just get this out of the way. We don't know what's going on at their quarterback position. Clearly, Mitch Trubisky is not working out. They they they, they traded for Nick Foles, of course, but they're now they're saying. Uh, what I can't remember who it was 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 on a, a talk show or a radio or something. They said they think Trubisky is going to be the number one quarterback. Matt Nagy said it's going to be kind of a, you know, an open competition, of course. But in in reality, it's going to be Nick Foles. Let's not be fooled here. Nick Foles, who got a massive contract with the Jaguars last year. Was banged up and. Jacksonville was seemed to be happy to get rid of his contract after one season. So what does that tell you? Yes, I know he's a great locker room guy, and that is he has all the intangibles, which you know, leadership and decision making, which is of course excellent. But why if he had if he was such a great quarterback, why did Jacksonville just move off him after a year? And now they have Gardner Minshew as their as their starting quarterback right now. So when you have a question mark at the biggest position on the field, automatically it, you're going on the downswing here. And I don't know if they have a good run game either. Now that may have been may have been because of you didn't have a pass game in the past couple of years. Because David Montgomery, he couldn't get anything going, the young man. And maybe it's because teams were loading the box because they knew Trubisky couldn't make a throw. Maybe. But you have to figure you have to have one of the two. In the Super Bowl this year we had a team who heavily relied on a run game in San Francisco and another team that heavily relied on a pass game in Kansas City. They each did something very well. You have to do something well on offense. And right now the Chicago Bears have neither. So they got to figure one of them out, and it has to be soon. And, And now, okay, Matt Nagy was coach of the year a couple of years ago. I'm starting to think the Smoke and Mirrors Act is up. The jig is up. Because teams have just figured out his offense. They, they It is just, I don't know, they must have just learned after that, you know, the year he won coach of the year. So it's time for him to step up now. He's going to have to bring his A game this season. I don't expect much from the Bears this year. Simply because, mainly because, the quarterback is a big question mark. Their defense is elite, of course. I can't say enough good things about that defense. But for the problems, they might hold teams to 13 points and lose, you know, 10 games that way. They're going to have to score. And I'm looking at Matt Nagy. Last year was Strabisky. Not anymore. You now have Nick Foles. you got to make it work Somehow. And last, um, fourth in the division will be the Detroit Lions. And first off, when I um, made my predictions, you know, of playoffs and schedules and all that, you know, a while back, I think it was a little too hard on the Lions. I think I only had them winning two games or so. I'm going to probably bump that up Um, because there is a little talent on the roster. Matt, of course, you know how I love Matthew Stafford. And they just drafted Jeff Okuda. They have a nice, they have a good, you know a a decent receiving core: Kenny Galladay, um, and Danny Amendola, and those guys, Marvin Jones. And you know the run game. They uh, listen. They drafted DeAndre Swift, which is great, but they have on Johnson, who's pretty darn good. So I'm not sure what they're gonna do there. They just picked up, you know, a bunch of guys: um, Desmond Trufant, Jamie Collins, Deron Harmon. So they're really beefed up that defense. So we'll see. Hopefully, they can make an impact. So I was too hard at the start uh, on the Detroit Lions. However, they do need some more help from Matthew Stafford. They do need a, They do need more talent on this team. They're kind of a like I just named those guys on the wide receivers, but. They're kind of, you know, Bs, B pluses. They need that A. They need an, an A plus somewhere. They need an A plus running back, an A plus receiver. And maybe that's what they think DeAndre Swift's going to be. I don't know. He very well could be. So they just, they're just they just going to need some more talent on this team. Um, St- Matt Stafford has been... He's been thrown to the wolves for far too long. I've said this before. He needs some help. And Matt Patricia, this is it. I think it's it's publicly known. Another miserable season and it's over. And, you know, it's unfortunate that Detroit's kind of been cycling through uh, coaches like this and still not having a great roster assembled. Um, but if any year you're going to make that jump, you know, get eight wins get push get some close games in the division which they did play a lot of close games last year you know see these guys develop more have Matthew Stafford stay upright it's now or never it's now or never for the uh, for Matt Patricia and the Detroit Lions so I'm, I'm rooting for them because I really like Matthew Stafford I like the guys on their team but I still think they're going to finish last in the division. A little closer to the Bears than last year. But I think this unfortunately might be it for Patricia. Thank you all for tuning in. This was the Double double, uh, double Dip Wednesday edition of Clear Cut Sports. Looking forward to getting back at you all soon. Until then, stay safe everybody.